0: Bye. <laughs> You are listening to Transform Squadron, a podcast production of ZoneBase.org. ZoneBase is a site about robots, monsters, and misadventure. Do you find yourself wondering what that means? Well, go check it out, www.ZoneBase.org. My name is Rob, and hey, thanks a lot for listening. It is Monday, November 13th at 9.56 a.m. as I have pushed record for the, I think, fourth time now after a couple of failed first starts in a in a small I, I don't know what happened but I am totally back for another episode of this here podcast that I produced monthly that you hear on the tfradio.net network um it's a little early for this episode some of you may be saying in fact I don't know when you'll be listening to it as I don't know when it will actually go up but I'm recording it now as dude the holidays are upon us like it seems like just yesterday, it was only Halloween. It was like two weeks ago, wasn't yesterday, but now Thanksgiving is here. And like many of you, the holidays tend to throw things into a bit of a whack scheduling wise. You know, you got all these days off, you got time to spend with family, you got time to spend with friends, you got, you got shopping to do, you got things to prepare for, and you got somewhat large breaks in the month for holiday observance. So as you can understand, I'm recording this a little bit early. <laughs> uh, you know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and even though I I know I focus like the majority of the year on Halloween, I love it. It's my favorite holiday. I do like Christmas and Thanksgiving too. I do really do like them with Thanksgiving right around the corner. I'm happy. I like Thanksgiving quite a bit and not, not just for the food. I know a lot of people just kind of focus on the, the meal, the big Thanksgiving dinner. When it comes to Thanksgiving, I, I just generally enjoy it. It's, I think I've said this here before that Thanksgiving to me just kind of feels like what Christmas was intended to be, you know, like just a good time to observe and be happy and thankful for what you have and enjoy time with your loved ones and stuff it just it just feels like that to me not to mention man i work a whole lot and i don't take a lot of breaks like you know I, I have like three day weekends here and there and every once in a while i'll take a day off but i don't i don't really take a lot of extended time off so having that big break for thanksgiving it's like a good five day weekend for me like i will I will I usually I'm off Saturday and Sunday but I'll actually work Sunday night uh to kind of help offset the holidays and I'll work like Sunday, Monday and Tuesday and then be off till the following Monday and I'm just not accustomed to such a big break but also looking forward to it because dude I need one. It will be so nice to just get some relaxing in. Not to mention not to mention, I really do enjoy watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every year. I, I I don't get the entire thing in. I will probably sleep a little late. I'll probably be tinkering around on my phone or something, you know, doing things. I might run out to get the Mrs. and I some treats from the local convenience store just to have a little something fun, you know, while it's on. Like some, maybe some donuts and some hot cocos or something, you know, just just enjoying the day. You know, I, I really enjoy that. And, you know, Friday, the holiday shopping, you know, it's it's referred to as Black Friday. Um, I have a lot of fun doing that. I'll go out with the misses, and we'll go holiday shopping, taking advantage of the sales and stuff. And I, I honestly like doing that. I have a lot of fun doing that. And, you know, I'll be doing stuff around the house. I'll decorate the yard for Christmas. I'll be hanging out Christmas lights and such on our porch and putting them in our bushes and stuff. And I actually, I plan to do some cleaning in my toy room. It is way messy. It's, you know, my, I've never been the most organized person, admittedly. Um, but yeah, I mentioned it a while back when I got sick a few years ago, it was not an instant process. It was a couple of months of me just kind of winding down and something's going on. And from there, like my room just got messy <laughs> just because I was just kind of sticking stuff in there and I just, every once in a while, I'll try to clean it, but I don't do a very good job, so I'm going to try to use that weekend to get some cleaning done in there, get that thing a little bit more organized. It is it is ridiculous. I, I've got stuff piled up at the door. <laughs> How am I getting in here? So I need, need to do some of that, so it'll be a good time to do that, but I am really looking forward to that as I'm looking forward to Christmas. You know, this past weekend, we actually decorated the inside of our house. The Mrs. Loves Christmas, and it's so funny, you know, like I said as much as we love Halloween we really love Christmas too and we got a week or two without one set of decorations here in the house and then there's a whole new set of decorations up for the next two months we got this you know it's, it's Christmas is funny that way like you just have a tree in your living room for a month or so or in our case two months like just there's just a tree here and it's really nice it Christmas trees are really pretty when you're a kid you go hey, wow, the Christmas tree's cool looking at you know, all the ornaments and the lights. And the older you get, the more you just appreciate just it's pretty, you know. And our, our Christmas tree, the wife really likes, she takes pride in having a solid theme for it. And she likes decorating and she likes getting crafty and stuff. We have a winter woodland Christmas tree. It's it's a flocked tree, so it has like the fake snow on it. And we, she has like forest animals and we have like an owl tree topper with a couple of baby owls near the top because that's that's the owl's babies and there's there's squirrels and there's stuff around it. It is it is quite pretty to see. The missus does a really good job with this stuff. She should be on these reality shows. I remember in 2019, I think it was a uh, Discovery or Travel Channel had a show about gift wrapping competition and she she should have been on that. She would have took the gold, you know <laughs> But you know what? Let's talk about let's talk about Thanksgiving here. You remember how I said it's a time to be kind of thankful for what you have. Well, I think I meant said I said it was about enjoying time with your loved ones and family or but it's about an observance of being thankful for what you have. And you know, you can have a little or you can have a lot. And I'm somewhere in between. I am firmly middle class, but I feel very thankful for all that I have, and I feel like a very rich person with all the things in my life. And one thing I thought would be a just a fun thing for us to take this time of the year to look at would be something I really enjoyed over the year, and I'm sure many of you did too. Um, You know, 2023 was the year of the Rise of the Beasts movie, the Transformers movie, Rise of the Beasts. And while the movie wasn't the biggest box office hit in the world, unfortunately, I certainly enjoyed it. And you know what? Now that it's on streaming and video, maybe it'll be a bigger hit. Let's hope. Because you know, it really looked like it was doing pretty good at first. But after a couple of weeks it started kind of slowing down, which I guess is just how movies do. And you know, it didn't become the huge blockbuster that we thought it would be or I think the studios hoped it would be. And that's just unfortunate because it was it was a good movie. They did a great job with it. So it's unfortunate that It wasn't the biggest blockbuster it could have been. They still did a good job. And if if you've got Paramount Plus or you've got a copy of a video or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. And you give the movie a view. It's a fun time. But I had a lot of fun this year looking forward to the toy line. And I know I spent a good bit of time talking about my anticipation of the Beast Alliance subline, which came out with this movie. And you know, I've spent a great deal of time on the site covering various Beast Alliance things, and I'm not done yet. I've got, I've got a couple of more toys in the series to go over. I've been kind of spacing it out, you know. I don't want to just make it like one huge chunk of nothing but Beast Alliance stuff. I've got pretty much the bulk of the toy line at this point. The only thing I am missing is, is the Battle Beast Master Air Razor. And well, that and there is some Japanese exclusive uh, beast masters. I mean, ba- uh, battle masters. There's like a Cheetor and a uh, another guy whose name I currently forget. They were promotional things. I'd like to get a hold of those guys, and I'll I'll get to those in a second. Because what I'm going to kind of talk about today is not not Beast Alliance in a whole, but straight up just the battle beast masters. I found them to be. Specifically fun. You know, I liked Battle Masters to begin with. I clearly have a thing for smaller Transformers, and I really like partner figures. And Beast Alliance was a fun little sub line. It was like, you know, you had the Studio Series Rise of the Beast figures, they're still coming out. They did sort of a mainline thing with some of the figures getting regular toys in addition to the Studio Series. It was a little confusing. I don't know why they did it that way, but. They made some good toys uh, to begin with, and a lot of those mainline toys were a little bit of departures from the movie designs. Of course, a lot of this had to do with things like concept art and ideas changing as it processed, and toys just don't get created on their own. So some of these toys were based on older designs, which a lot of these were... More in relation to the original Beast Wars series than the designs we got used. This is kind of a throwback to Beast Machines when the first batch of toys were not super show accurate. They just weren't, but they were going on older designs, which, you know, these, it's a, it's a changing process designing something for a show or a movie and toys they take a little longer. So, you know, So many things. this happens sometimes and it makes, it makes for a nice bit of variety when you got, you know, I haven't yet gotten a studio series Optimus Primal I really want to do that. Or, um, actually I haven't gotten any of his, haven't gotten his mainline like Voyager figure or anything. I really want those too, but I got his beast Alliance figures and I'm really happy with those because they are like very similar to his uh, Beast Wars design, which of course is why I like Optimus Primal so much. I won't go on forever here, but Beast Wars is just right there, one of my favorites. It's one of my all-time favorites with Transformers, and I was just so happy and enamored just to have it all around me this summer. Well, with Beast Alliance, they did this cool little thing with having smaller, less expensive figures with animal partners, you know, partner figures, something I really like. You had your various forms of toys that had the the beast combiners where you'd have a transformer with an animal partner who would merge to create a super mode. Like you would have the, the, it would make armor for it. It was a very cool super robot style toy gimmick. And I really liked those. And then you had the beast weaponizers, which had They were probably the best of the toys as far as the main figure comes because the main figures were like just decent toys and they'd have a, I think these are really just battle masters without being specified. So I'm going to talk about them here in a second, but they'd have animal partners that would turn into weapons and then you'd get battle changers that were more basic figures for a pretty low price. They were essentially upscaled uh, Legion figures. A lot of people compared them to one step changers without the spring loaded transformation. I I compare them more to those Legion class figures of old, uh, what we used to call legends, just kind of upscaled. I enjoyed these quite a bit too, but they were pretty simple. So they weren't everyone's cup of tea. Those were pretty more basic figures, but they were generally compatible with like the battle masters and the weaponizers, you know. And the weaponizers of battle masters could be used with your combiners or whatever figures. They could all generally hold them or be mounted on arms and such. And getting to the meat of today's subject is the beast battle masters, which they were part of the beast alliance figures, but also could have been used with all your other transformers as long as it could hold a five millimeter or mm style. (laughs) <laughs> i'll say mm I, I work in an industry where measurements are said a lot but we generally say yeah, the, the smaller term like centimeter we tend to say cm that sort of thing so i i kind of naturally want to say mm instead of the correct term so bear with me if it sounds weird to you that i keep saying mm um but the standard uh accessory size at 5mm is kind of what they is what i'll they all just work with. So if you got a transformer, which the bulk of them do use that five mm system, you no, know, these beast battle masters worked with them, and I think they totally put it out there that hey, these guys can be used by anybody. And of course, they were tied into the, the uh, beast alliance line. As in the beast weaponizers, those little beast partners were totally uh, beast battle masters, but they didn't straight up have uh, this. The verbiage on the packaging, as much for whatever reason. And some of them just came up with Beast Battle Masters uh, repainted as such to put in there, which works for me, you know. So let's take a look at these Beast Battle Masters. They are an extension, of course, of Battle Masters, which was a fun little subline from the. Um, I guess Siege is when they started uh, coming out, which was. Uh, they were just like an update of a lot of people compared them to target masters, which was fair. Cause they're kind of the same gimmick. You'd have a little robot that would turn into a gun. Uh, but for battle masters to make it uh, up to date, they would turn into other things as well. Like it could turn into an ax, you know, it could turn into a shield. It could turn into an other type of weapon than a gun. It was, there was a little more variety, variety to these guys. And I think it was a kingdom where the battle masters started turning to shields as well as connectors, because the weaponizers and other subline gimmick would turn into little mini bases for micro masters and smaller toys. So these connectors could be used to link these bases together to make a little city, you know. So that going forward with that idea the beast battle masters were a return of battle masters, but instead of being individual robot modes, they were based on the beast Wars characters. And these beast Wars characters would be animal robot mains that would turn into weapons. And that was just, that's a cool concept because you know, action masters back in the day, they would have partner figures that would transform into weapons or armor or accessories for the robot figures. And I'll, in fact, one of the Beast Battle Battlemasters, uh, Skullcruncher, was a direct homage to one of those. Um, this is just a cool little way to work the whole partner figure in and do something pretty neat. Now, they reused a lot of the main character names with these, which I really wish they wouldn't have done. And I don't have a particular problem with them doing that. The only reason I wish they would have called them something else... Well, it's once again for some variety, you know, it'd be fun to have, you know, some just new characters here as these little gun dudes. Because, you know, we're not being screen accurate. This, even though being a tie into the movie, this toy line, you know, this didn't happen in the movie. You know, there's no little monkey jumping into someone's hand and turning into a gun. This didn't happen. So having them name something else would have been a preferred thing. But obviously they were. Doing it probably for various economical reasons, Uh, copyrights and trademarks are expensive, you know, so using names they already have is probably just a good idea, especially for what was a small line. Not to mention keeping those names out there, you know, Optimus Primal, look at this cool new guy, Optimus Primal, we want as many toys as Optimus Primal out. Here's one for five bucks. You know that that's kind of what they were thinking. I assume I, I wasn't there in the meeting, so but that's what I'm. That's my assumption to what they were thinking. But you know, getting our, away from those names, these are really cool little figures. So we're going to take some time to look at those and just I'm going to give thanks to something I really like from this year, and that is Beast Battle Masters. The first wave of these guys was Cheetor, Skullcruncher, and Rhinox. Um, Cheetor was straight up a little kitty cat. He was a little small version of Cheetor. Not the most screen accurate as he kind of just had he, had... he had like a gray body with the yellow limbs, you know? He could have been anybody else. And I wish he was someone like Catgut or or maybe another name. They could have just thrown another name on the sky, and that would have worked. Um, but they they kept him Cheetor for the reasons I talked about up before and his transformation he would turn into a I'm not really sure what kind of weapon this is. It was like a three-pronged claw style weapon. Um you know, it could have been used as a melee weapon, like this just giant claw thing. I like to personally think of it as some sort of electric charge weapon. It just looked like you know when you play like a first person shooter or whatever and you have those like uh, electric guns. They always kind of have a, a trident style appearance. And in my mind, that's kind of what this was. It just looked like one of those to me. However, it wasn't really defined. They, they didn't really go out of their way to define what kind of weapon this was on the package. Uh, it's just gun mode, you know, but I thought it was just a cool looking little weapon. You know, it's it just this cool looking weapon. And, you know, if the figure you're mounting it on had a on the forearm or whatever you could put them there and it would serve as this big uh claw i think it was i think it was technically called the triple claw i don't i don't really remember it being said so as much uh in, in materials or whatever but it's often referred to as it and it would definitely make a great dramatic claw weapon but being held in his hands that's that's where i get that uh, held in figure's hands that's where i get that just electric weapon vibe to it. You know like I had mentioned he's 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 got like a sort of a silvery gray body with the yellow limbs and head. There is some cheetah spots on those limbs and head because he's still supposed to be a cheetah but like I said he would have made he would have he could have been another character. They could have put him in some other colors or whatever but I understand why they did that. Now this toy was repackaged with uh the beast weaponizer version of RC a little later on. And it wasn't a straight repackage. it was a little bit of a retake. It was still meant to be Cheetor, which, once again, my wishes was another guy argument kind of comes in because it just would just have been great if RC would have came with a different partner character. But whatever, um, this Cheetor was slightly different. At first glance, you would think it's just a repack,age but he's actually a little different. Those black spots I talked about a minute ago; those aren't there. He's kind of got just more of like a flat yellow, and the silver gray type body. It's more of a light gray. You know, at first glance, you wouldn't really notice it. But if you put the two toys together, you, you start noticing it really quickly. He is slightly different. A little less paint apps because you come packaged with another figure, I guess they had to cut some costs somewhere. Cheetor did have another release. And this was one of those Japanese exclusives I mentioned earlier. And that would be Burning Cheetor. Uh, Burning Cheetor was the Cheetor toy in a... Red translucent color set um, it was really pretty it' was like he's basically just red um, translucent parts and a solid opaque body now he was available uh, included with pre-order of certain toys or at regular retail stores um, that participated in it, which had to spend I think it was five thousand yen to qualify to uh, get him. um this is one I'd love to get like I said, I've gotten Pretty much all of Beast Alliance. I don't have the Battle Beast Master Air Razor, who I'll talk about here in a minute. And I don't have the these two uh campaign figures, Cheetor being one of them. I'll get to the other one in just a minute. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be fortunate enough to get the campaign figures. I'd like to do it. But hopefully I can get that Air Razor soon. Uh, but Cheetor was just a really cool toy. And you know that Burning one I just told you about, a lot of people will compare them to CatScan. And part of me really wishes that main body part was white with the red, and he could have been an updated version of Cat Scan, And not just because I really like the Cat Scan figure, because I do, but once again, the one drawback of these guys is that they have uh, just real name reuses of the main characters, and I'm probably going to harp on that. So those are, here's some apologies ahead of time, but uh, that's, that's like my one complaint about this series, is those names. I wish they would have been a little more creative with those, but I do understand they have their reasoning. Uh, but that, it just is what it is. Now, there's also Skullcruncher. Skullcruncher makes two appearances in Beast Alliance. He's also Optimus Prime, the, excuse me, Beast Combiner version of Optimus Primal's uh, partner, which makes for the whole Beast Alliance get it us thing. Uh Skullcruncher is a Decepticon. Most of these guys are Maximals and, and there's a couple of predicons in the, um, uh, package figures but you know Skullcruncher is a straight out decepticon and there's there's not any decepticons uh in rise of the beast spoiler alert um you know there, there's there's not any so having him there is kind of neat obviously his name is a throwback to the old decepticon Skullcruncher who turned into an alligator um we, we're all pretty much uh familiar with him but he was expressly meant to be an homage to gator raider who was an Action Master uh, partner figure? That was a little Gator. Gatorator was the Action Master partner of Croc for a little name synergy there. While Croc definitely wasn't an alligator in <laughs> any form or whatever until uh, Titan Titan's return. Gatorator was a nice pun tie-in with him. Uh, Gatorator was a little alligator that turned into a gun. That's what Skullcruncher is, and they kind of look alike, too. The more more you look at them, the more you can see it. They're both similar colors. It's the same idea. It's literally Gator Raider updated. But once again, maybe they just didn't have the name, you know, because Skullcruncher got a toy in Cyberverse, and he's a character on Earthspark. So I'm assuming that Cyberverse toy will be re-released at some point in Earthspark. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's a good figure, but they clearly had that name (laughs) handy. So I get why they used it. Gatorade just may not have been available anymore. And you know, it's no longer 1990 Gatorade. The drink is probably a whole lot more uh, militant about its trademark. So maybe that's also a reason I don't know for sure, but it would make sense to me, but Gatorade, Talking about the toy itself, it's a little tiny alligator that turns into a gun. You know, there's not much more of a simple, (laughs) that's not really a complex discussion of what these guys do. You know, they're they're little guys and they turn into weapons. Gatorator turns into into a gun and a pretty gnarly looking gun at that. He's like, whoever you put this guy in the hands of is packing heat. Now you know he definitely has this cannon that he's going to kill the crap out of somebody with Gatorator. Excuse me, Skullcruncher looks like he'll put a hurting on somebody. Uh, he's a cute little alligator. Um, when I say cute, I don't mean as in he's an adorable. He has a fairly serious alligator sculpt. Just that small sculpture and the little little legs and all that. There's just something cute and likable about him. He's just a fun little figure. His mouth opens and closes, which is neat. You can just have him. He's going to bite your ass and then shoot it. <laughs> you know, he's just a fun little toy. Now Rhinox is another cool one. I kind of wish he would have been Ramhorn or something like that. Just to, just to give a little variety there, but it's Rhinox and Rhinox. I, he was actually my first beast battle master when the line first came out. You know, I found him pretty easily. Rhinox was actually pretty much everywhere at the beginning. Cause his, uh, uh, battle His Beast Charger, uh, the more simple figure, was out th- a lot. There was a lot of them. There was a lot more Rhinox available than he was in the movie. Um, but his his toy is definitely a nice one. It's probably out of that initial three, probably number two. Uh, out, out of that first initial wave, he's probably the second best toy. Because I really like uh, Skullcruncher a lot. But Rhinox, as, as you can imagine, is a rhino. He he looks like a fairly, he's like a nice little representation of Rhinox's beast mode in the movies. You know, he's a brown Rhinox with like silver transmetally style parts like techno, organic, whatever you want to describe, robot bits. Um, When he transforms into his gun, it's a throwback to the original Beast Wars Rhinox toy, which had the. We all know them, chain guns of doom, Rhinox's small little gatling guns he'd pull out in a second and blast somebody to bits with. Uh, he, Rhinox's beast battle Masher turns into a small chain gun. Um, that's cool. And the way the rhino folds out of the way, it turns into a fairly convincing one. You know, these guys, these battle masters, some of them do look just like a robot folded in half and they're now would like some barrels introduced, you know, like it's, there fairly are just a little guy folded in half a lot of the time but with the uh, paint on them and stuff and it's a simple figure you know it's browns and silvers for the the me- mechanical parts and the gun barrel and stuff but he looks really good and you can stick him in anyone's hand that can hold a 5mm uh, pistol size or port or whatever you want to call it uh and he pretty much looks great with everybody rhinox did get re-released also with the beast changer version of Wheeljack. Um, Wheeljack came with Rhinox, and this Rhinox is slightly different. These, just like the Cheetor, uh, Beast Changer set, Wheeljack comes with Rhinox, and Rhinox, uh, has less paint. Once again, I'm assuming that's for economics, you know, just for keeping the cost low. Excuse me. But Rhinox is like mostly brown. He doesn't have all that silver paint that the, standalone as you excuse me version has he has a little silver paint on his horn and he just kind of kind of comes off looking more like a traditional rhino like if you went to the zoo and saw a rhino this is pretty much what it looks like he's brown and of course they don't have silver horns they tend to be more grayish but you get what i'm saying he he looks more like a realistic rhino with these colors and of course he still transforms into that chain gun. But that chain gun barrel, uh, gunnery part is brown as well. They clearly cut some budget with this toy. So that silver paint, uh, is just on the horns. And, you know, sure, it would have been cool to have a little more silver paint there on the barrel, but it does help differentiate this Rhinox from the first version. Not to mention, you know, I, my, my local zoo, uh, my local zoo used to have a Civil War uh, exhibit out in front of it. It's it, They moved it somewhere else. I do not know where. We used to have like a Civil War uh, exhibit out in front of it that you could uh, go inside. It had a bit of a museum, like a Civil War museum. And then they had, it was called a cyclorama. And the cyclorama was this like rotating uh, diorama. Uh, it was actually pretty impressive because it was like a painting uh-uh. you'd sit in a stage and it would turn in a circle while this diorama uh circled you in a complete 360 degrees. Everywhere you looked was that this thing was. And it was a mixture of paintings and like props and dummies and stuff. And there's actually during the, the show that I'll show you the one place where you can tell where the physical model and ends and the paintings begin because it's just really well blended together. They did a great job with it. And the only reason I'm bringing that up here is because a lot of my memories of (laughs) some of these uh, old chain gun style Gatling gun. Actually, did they have those in the civil war? I'm just thinking, I remember seeing a lot of rusted Gatling guns on display in various uh, war type museum things. And I'm like, my brain is throwing a correlation between seeing, rhinos at the zoo and seeing, like, old cannons and stuff. I don't think they had Gatling guns in the Civil War, but that's where my brain went just talking about that there. So seeing a rusted Gatling gun in conjunction with a rhino just kind of makes sense to me because of that, even though I don't think they had Gatling guns in the cyclorama. I don't know. (laughs) Now, wave two is a small wave. In fact, the first wave is, there's only three waves. The first wave is the one with a lot of figures. Each wave after it only had one figure. So a lot of times, if you see these guys hanging from from pegs at your local Walmart or whatever, you're mainly going to see those first three guys, and these other ones are going to be kind of sprinkled throughout. The second wave is Optimus Primal. Uh, You know, he's a gorilla, and he turns into a gun. It doesn't get much more simple than that, but however, he's a pretty good-looking gorilla. Like, he's... He's a nice little minifigure, like he's got some, you can pose him in, on an uh, all-four stance, uh, whatever you would call that, or have him standing up on his hind legs and move his arms around. He's a nice little minifigure, you know? He's mostly gray. If you see pictures of him, especially those pre-release pictures, it, it look he's all brown and stuff. But he's mostly a gray figure, which looks more like how you'd expect Optim- Optimus Primal to look. And when he transforms, he turns into a like a blaster, a, a gun, a sort. It kind of looks like a nerf gun to me. It kind of looks like one of those nerf guns with the big clips on the end that are full of darts. It kind of looks like one of those to me and that and there's some silver paint and whatever. It's a good looking gun. I Optimus primal didn't really get any other uses yet. I wouldn't be too surprised to see him or other beast battle masters used in other promotions or as other figures uh, as partners. And, You know, if certain other companies are still in business making their exclusives or even with Hasbro Pulse type things, I could see some of these guys being paired with other figures as, you know, target master or whatever type companions because they'd work really well for this. This is Optimus Primal's only reuse um, that uh, as of this recording is just a standard release. It's a pretty good one. and. Right now, as I'm recording this, he's everywhere. Initially, he was harder to come by, but I got mine and haven't. At the time, I couldn't find him too well, but now he's everywhere. Now, Wave Three, Wave Three is the figure I can't find yet. I've been looking, and I don't, I don't know how many people have actually found her yet. I'm sure some pre-orders have come through or some people have lucked up. It's the tail end of a line here, so these figures tend to be kind of harder to come by so either i'll look up and find her or maybe walk into something like a five below or a liquidation store whatever and they'll just have a ton of them and i won't complain because that's that's fine you know you know getting off subject here a little bit there was a rise of the beast subline called autobots unite which i think was meant to be more of a discount store type thing or a filler type toy line and i didn't see this at all Over the entire uh, summer, only until now at discount stores like Ross am I starting to find them. And and the Autobots Unite is like a repackaging of the Energon Igniters from the Bumblebee movie. Um, I really like those quite a bit. So obviously I'm all up for getting these repackages here as Autobots Unite. So far the only outright difference in these that I've seen so far is Battletrap, who of course wasn't... And in, in the Energon Igniters line—it's a repainted Ironhide. Um, the others look to be straight re-releases. I'm sure there's some color differences here and there. i, I just haven't compared them yet. I've gotten three of them. I got—I got the Bumblebee, Megatron, and Battle Trap from that series, which are classified as Spark Chargers. Um Haven't found the other ones yet. I found those at a Ross for like three dollars each. So no, I'm not complaining at when I did get them, they were at a big discount. So hopefully I can get the other ones as well, just because I really liked Energon Igniters. Um, But that's the kind of thing I'm talking about with Air Razor. I wouldn't be too surprised if I did not find her until lucking up on her at a discount situation like this. Like just walking into a Ross or an Ollie's or... Five Below would make a lot of sense. They they tend to end up with a lot of these kind of closeout deals too. Just that's where I would expect to find her at this point, because... I just haven't yet. Hopefully I do Christmas, you know, it's Christmas is here. Uh, now it's, you know, like a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, I think two weeks, but so now with Christmas and all the holiday shopping, people are just clearing out store shelves. So maybe, Some of those boxes sitting in warehouses or water will make their way to shelves and I can finally find myself an air raiser. I'm trying not to buy myself a whole lot of stuff right now because it's just not the time to think about myself, but I am allowing myself small little purchases just a just for funsies like blind boxes and little odd but small bakugans and stuff like that. So Air Razor would be just right as one of these little tiny little purchases for myself. So hopefully I can find her there. Air Razor is the third and final wave of the Beast Battle Masters. And Air Razor, of course, turns into a falcon as you expect her to. She's a falcon that she's a falcon that turns into a gun. Um <laughs> I I know it does sound like a lot of variety there when I just say animal turns into a gun. For so many of these, but she's a lot more unique than the other ones. Um, she's a falcon. She's actually kind of a small bodied falcon, but her wings are very large. I think she's probably one of the larger of the Beast Battle Masters. And I think the wings actually grant her a little bit more articulation as you can kind of move them around a bit. And Air toys from this movie are mostly like a brownish color. And I don't have an Air Razor in hand, so I can't say it for myself, but all the pictures I've seen of her almost are more of a green color, kind of like a pea green, greenish, light greenish color with green accent colors. And of course, there's a little silver there for the gun bits and the bird beak. But what makes Air Razor so cool is, uh, other than Air Razor is cool, but that, she has two gun modes. She can either become sort of a crossbow-styled gun, like the gun, the way the wings would uh, display to the sides, looks kind of like a crossbow, although oh, not really a crossbow <laughs> in the traditional sense as there's a big honking gun barrel between these two wings that just kind of has that appearance. But also, those wings can be folded up and make sort of a blast shield, so she can be like a gun with a blast shield on it, which would come in handy i'd imagine she <laughs> can just kind of you, whoever's holding this air razor beast battle master could deflect some fire with her i would think i i don't know how well that would work in reality because the ballistics of gunfire is heavy it's hard it packs a punch so i don't know if it would just like deflect at least the initial shot before getting knocked out of the hand or whatever but it's cool looking um I can imagine like a digital readout behind it for the whoever is holding it to see like a look so they don't completely blind themselves covering themselves up with this shield or whatever I, I get all these sort of sci-fi uh images in my head when I think of these things just like how it would be used um a air razor like Optimus primal so far doesn't have any reuses in the line, also, which is disappointing. But it's to be expected. But just like him, you know, I can see these guys popping up somewhere else. They would make great little accessories or partner figures for other toys. So I, I wouldn't be too surprised to see some random exclusive reusing this mold, or maybe not even exclusive. Maybe just another toy. You know back in the early 2000s we had the universe line which was a lot of repaints i've talked about them here i I believe a few times and some of those guys would come with uh random mini cons so they could fill out a price point like you'd have a figure and it either come with a scout class figure or a couple of mini cons or whatever just to fill out a price point because like there used to be a price point called the mega price point. It was, it was around $15 and they kind of phased it out by Armada, you know. So some of these former mega priced, uh, toy molds would now have to fit that. We call the Voyager price point now, but that $20 price point, they'd have to fit that. So they'd have a mega toy and throw in a couple of like, they'd throw in a scout or throw in a couple of, uh, mini cons or something in there to fill out that price point. And I could see that happening, like a deluxe coming with a couple of these guys, me sold at a Voyager price point. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a, maybe a core class and a couple of these guys. That would make sense to me. Now, I mentioned earlier the beast weaponizers because they're, they're pretty much beast battle masters without much, um, much more verbiage to them. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of, explanation with his line. But, you know, I talked about the Cheetor and Rhinox versions of them earlier. Well, there's two more of them to bring up. And those would be in that... Actually, no, there's three. I'm sorry, I left off one. There's three more of these guys, and two of them were in the initial wave. That would be... That would be Chainclaw and Chain Chainclaw initially came with the Beast Weaponizer version of Optimus Prime. And Chainclaw was awesome. Um, I just, I really think highly of this figure. Chainclaw is a wolf that turns into a chainsaw. That's awesome. Now, I know this is a reuse of a name from G1. And, you know, I was just going on about, I wish these guys had different names than just reusing the main character names. And with guys like Skullcruncher, Arrowstripe, and Chainclaw, you get that, you know. Most of these are name reuses, but they're unique to the movie universe. So it works for me. Chainclaw is a blue and silver wolf who transforms into a chainsaw. And there is absolutely nothing cooler than Optimus Prime carrying a chainsaw. I don't know why that is, but I don't make the rules. I just go by them. There's something also unique about movie universe Optimus having a chainsaw. You know, the Rise of the Beasts and Bumblebee. You know, I'm one of the people who kind of take it as a restarting point, as a reboot. Uh, you don't have to be, you can take it as a continuation or prequels, however. But if you want to think of a uh, movie, Universe Optimus Prime carrying a chainsaw, it just, it just fits. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> like it just, <laughs> no, I am Optimus Prime and I have a chainsaw. <laughs> and then he just cuts someone's head off. <laughs> I, just... I surrender, Optimus Prime. Okay. And he just kills him. <laughs> it just works. I'd like to see Claw in orange. He does not come in orange. He comes in blue. And original uh, pictures for him, if you saw the uh, various marketing and all that, he was actually a green toy in those pictures. And he became blue at release. And the blue does look better. But I would like to see that green version at some time. Because I thought it was cool looking. That yeah, would make a nice villain version of the mold. Now, I actually accidentally misspoke earlier when I said those special editions. uh, There's actually three of those special uh, Japanese uh, promotional versions, and Burning Chain Claw is one of them. Burning Chain Claw, very similar to the Burning Cheetor I mentioned earlier, is a translucent with some opaque uh, red version of Chain Claw. And just like Cheetor, you could either get them through pre-ordering certain toys or spending 5,000 yen in brick-and-mortar stores. Uh, Once again, I'd love to get a hold of this guy because he's he's so cool-looking. And it's pretty close to that orange I was just wishing he came in. It's just a really, really neat thing. It's just, man, this guy's cool. Uh, Chainclaw's a little more simple than the other guys. His, His legs do not articulate the same way Cheetors does, for example. And that's disappointing, but being that he's... Packaged with the Optimus figure and he's he's a little bigger. He's a little bigger than the other other ones. I actually yeah, maybe about the same size. He just looks bigger to me. But there's definitely some economics going in there to keep that articulation low. That would have made the figure a whole lot better, but he's so cool looking and the turning into a chainsaw is hard to not love. Then we got Arrow Stripe. Aerostripe came with Optimus Primal, Beast Weaponizer Optimus Primal, to be exact. You know, the Beast Weaponizers, Optimus, both Optimuses were part of the first wave. They, they came out right away, and you probably still see them in mass because the first waves tend to be the ones most heavily stocked with these things. And Aerostripe, you know, when... Images of the Rise of the Beast toys were floating around. It was the Optimus Primal with stripe We saw a whole lot. And saying that now, I remember bringing it up here on this podcast, saying how much I was looking forward to this toy when I didn't know much about it. You know, I at the time, I assumed it was going to be one of those larger figures that they tend to put out, you know, the larger, simpler figures, little gimmick type things. I assumed it would be one of those. Um, but... Optimus Primal comes with Arrow Stripe. At the time, we all assumed it would be Tigatron because it is a white tiger. Now, um, Tiger Stripe turns into a crossbow. And that is the second crossbow style weapon in the subline, which is fun. But unlike uh, Air Razor, Tiger Stripe, without a doubt, is a crossbow. I, I don't know if he shoots <laughs> arrows or just. Maybe like Chewbacca's bolt blaster type thing, but he definitely looks like a crossbow through and through. Now, Tiger Stripe, excuse me, Arrow Stripe is very similar to uh, Snarl. Excuse me, these names are I'm getting these names mixed up. Chain Claw and the uh, lacking articulation probably for the same reasons. Uh, I wish Arrow Stripe had a special edition light Chain Claw because he's a cool toy also. Um, He's mostly white with some black stripes. He's got like blue eyes. He's got like a little bit of silver, silver on his mechanical bits. You know, like a l- little variety there. Um, the silver is a light silver. It almost looks blue to me. Um, some people might describe it as blue. He's a cool little figure. I wish he. I wish all of these got a little more love. I. I'd like to see a special edition chain claw. Burn, burn. Excuse me, burning tiger. Whew. I am falling over myself with these names. Burning Arrow Strike would just be perfect. Although I suspect with the Burning Cheetor it might be too similar in some size. Maybe like an icy version instead of a burning. That would be cool. I could I I just want to see these guys reissued, really is what I'm saying. I want more of these guys. I'd love to walk into a discount store and seeing a discount toy line with I'd like, that was actually something I've been saying for a while. And I think with Authentics, they're not going to do that. But like, you know, for a while, um, mini, uh, mini cons were released as, uh, discount store t- figures, mini cons and legends, uh, backslash Legion style repaints were discount store fodder for a very long time. And I was always kind of wanting to see battle masters and Titan masters and, Power Masters, ups, prime master, excuse me, prime masters, uh, given this treatment re-released into discount stores and cool recolors and all that. They could have had the same names, but like recolors of them and stuff. That would have been super cool, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I was kind of, kind of hoping to see these guys like that, but I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, Arrow Stripe is definitely a cool figure. Um, I brain farted there. I am so sorry. <laughs> there is one more battle master to go over here. And just like uh the beast weaponizers or whatever, he's a little bit of a sidestep to the main forefront. Actually, there's two more. I just caught myself. There is another beast weaponizer available. It is a target exclusive here in the States. And the the, the Beast Weaponizer set is Scorpionok with Sand Spear. It's a very cool set. I haven't, as of have having I don't think I've no wait, I have. I have covered him on the site. I've I got a it's the other Scorpionok I gotta talk about. Excuse me. I was <laughs> brain farting in public. But Sand Spear is a Scorpion. Um the Scorpion pack's funny because you got two Scorpions. You got a Scorpion with a Scorpion. But Sand Spear comes with the Scorpionock and he he's a scorpion. And he's actually a really nice looking one of these guys. He's a like this little robot scorpion figure that turns into a I keep wanting to call it sword, but it's just sort of an odd melee weapon. Essentially the scorpion straightens out and the tail becomes what would presumably be the sword's blade, with the stinger becoming the pointy bit at the end. He's a pretty neat one. He's mostly brown with these dark silvery, I guess gunmetal uh, mechanical bits and parts. He just he's really cool. He's easy to forget though because you know, he just kind of it almost feels like he's just kind of slid under the radar. You know, you have these other ones you see all the time and you need to go to a target that still has Scorponok. He, I think he moved out pretty quickly in some areas. Some people I don't think got a chance to get one. I found one Literally seeing Rise of the Beast, I went to Target after and there was hanging from a hook. So I got one. Um, great little figure. Once again, just one release of him. I hope to see... He's one of them I'd like to see put back out. That'd make a cool... Um, you know, I'd like to see him... I, every time I say him, something about that Rise of the Beast Scorponok makes me think of the... Happy Meal Beast Wars Scorpion toy. The um, tra- there there's the Transmetal set of Beast Wars tie-in toys, and there's a Scorpionok. To me, it makes me think of him, so I'd like to see him in those colors. I think it would look great as a just sort of weird special edition <laughs> Scorpion toy or whatever. Other keep him spear, though. Keep them Keep him with a unique name. It's it's nice having the ones that aren't just reuses of. Other movie characters, like give him a little more uniqueness. That'd be Spear, but throwing in the fact that he originally came with Scorpionock, have him homaging that prior Scorpionock, I think that would be cool. But the last guy who I was talking to about earlier was a, he was the last of these uh, Japanese promotional figures. And, you know, before I move on totally from Sanspear, yeah, you know, I mentioned he was exclusive to Target here in the States. I think in Japan the Takara version of that is exclusive to Toys R Us. I don't know about other countries. I'm not sure about the UK or whatever. I'm not sure where you guys get your buzzworthy Bumblebee Sublime figures. But that's that's how that's the, the releases I know exactly of. And this was this is a this was actually the first of those promotional uh, ba- battle changers in Japan that I mentioned. Chidor and Chainclaw followed this one. This was actually not a Beast Battle Changer per se, just a, a Battle Changer mold reuse from... Was that Siege? Yeah. It was Fire Drive's mold made into a new guy. And the new guy's name was... Burning Plasma Changer? Uh, excuse me. Burning Plasma Blaster. Um, <laughs> doesn't exactly flow off the tongue well, but I, I that, that was the toy's name. I... <laughs> It's not exactly a name you can just, hey, what's your name, John? What's yours? Oh, hey, I'm burning plasma blaster. You know, that that's kind of the naming system here. Um, unlike Chainclaw and Cheetor, he was not available with certain pre orders. He was just a um he had to spend five thousand yen on Transformers product and participating stores to get him. So Cheetor and Claw, you could get them either in those pre orders included with pre-orders, or as that promotional 5,000 yen, uh, purchase 5,000 yen worth of Transformers at participating stores type of thing, he was along that scale. You had to get him that way. He was the first of these guys. I remember myself and other people were quite excited to see that. Um, you had to be in, I guess, the people that would be excited to see something like this, but a lot of us were like, oh man, promotional figures, because they... Takara used to do quite a bit of these. There was a good bit of them in like, Armada, for example, with the Minicons and such. Really neat things, you know. And so seeing him before the Cheetor and Chainclaw is just like, whoa, they're back. You know, something about that whole Beast Alliance thing just had that old school feel. And if you were into such things like Armada with the Minicons or stuff like that, it just brought those vibes to you and you know i'm saying armada now just because it's a even though it was like 20 something years ago it's a more recent uh comparison thing maybe power link power core combiners is another comparison because they were you know minicons with figures um which is funny i'm saying minicon is something i didn't bring up many of these guys were compatible with minicon ports so if you had a Old Armada toy, or a um, some newer toys have them too, which is funny, but it has that minicon style port built into it too, which is really neat. Plasma burning blaster, whatever his name is, uh, the burning um, cheetah or chain claw. I don't have those guys, I wish I could get those. That'd be that'd be a nice cherry on the top of a very fun subline. I really liked Beast Alliance, it's one of those things I kind of have a hard time words to exactly why there's just a something certain there's just a certain something about it maybe it is that me that really loves partner figures or fond memories and a lot of love for things like power core combiners or armada or action masters whatever or target masters where you'd have a, a figure with a partner figure that did something cool you know it's just, it, was, it was neat for me and these Beast Battlemasters, you know, Transformers is an expensive hobby. You can do what you can do to keep the price low, but ultimately it's an expensive hobby. So being able to get even if it is just this small little guy for five dollars, it feels like a it feels like a plus. This is the kind of thing I would love to get in blind bags. Um I know I'm a blind bag junkie, I'm a gotcha junkie. But once again, throwing back to say Armada or Energon, the Japanese incarnations of those had blind box series of minicons in as new characters most of the time in unique colors uh released, and that I had a lot of fun buying those. I would buy like as many as I could, and I know a lot of other people did as well. So I see things like Battle Masters or whatever, and I see myself walking into a Five Below or a Walgreens or something and finding, you know, these blind box versions of them there in weird colors. You know, to me, that would be perfect. But admittedly, that might be just me. But that would be a cool way to go about those. I just really like them. And that's something I was thankful for this year in 2023. I have many more things I am thankful for. But looking into the world of Transformers, that was something I've had a lot of fun with. And I'm sad to see end. Like I said, after I get Air Razor, and if I ever get a hold of those three burning guys, that's it. You know, Takara had their own version of Beast Alliance. They called it something else that I cannot pronounce. It's K-Beast Kakusuke, I believe. I'm probably saying that wrong. They have their version of it, which isn't too different than Beast Alliance. But, you know... It was something cool, and I it, it's one of those things I just really appreciate to share, and I've had a lot of fun with. And it winding down when I got the um, Optimus, the Optimus with his lion beast changer, or the RC and wheeljack. I was excited to get them, um, the beast changer RC and wheeljack. Excuse me, I was excited to get them, but I was also a little bit sad because I'm like knowing it's it's winding down. It's just summer tie in line to a summer movie but it's just something it was something special and once i get that air razor and if i ever get those burning versions hey well these guys will always hold a special little place uh for me or at least a nice what made 2033 special like rise of the beast you know i did the whole beast summer thing and i made such a big deal of rise of the beast this year because i had a lot of fun with it and that'll forever go down as something special to me and that's something I'm thankful for for this year I don't know if I could say it's one of my favorites of all time it's a little early for that but it's definitely something I've enjoyed well I I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of Transform Squadron um that was a very corny way to, to tie it all up but I'm, I'm wrapping it up it's we're at the end of the show and I thank each and every one of you guys for listening uh Transform Squadron is a production of zonebase.org which is a site, Robots, Monsters, and Misadventures. I, uh, The subject matter of what I was just talking about is pretty, you know what you're getting. Um, <laughs> and that's at zonebase.org. Now, this podcast, even though I produce it myself, it is published through the TF Radio Network, which is tfradio.net. You know, t- did I say met? Huh. tfradio.net, you know, Radio Free Cybertron. Uh, Brian Kilby, owner and proprietor of that network would really appreciate it if you check out the various ways to support the network. And all that can be found at www.tfradio.net, as well as the other shows and showtimes which you probably listen to more than this one. Um, But hey, check those guys out. He'd appreciate that. And I'd appreciate it if you checked out zonebase.org and check out all the... Where was I going with that? And check me out on social media. Check me out on Instagram and threads at Robo Rob Springer. And I've said it the past two episodes, but I'll say it again. I'm on Blue Sky now. Um, zone Base. Um, my name's Zone Base on Blue Sky. However, it's Blue Sky dot social dot. I don't know. But <laughs> Zone Base there. Uh, I'm also still on Twitter uh, at Robo Rob Springer there, too. I'd really appreciate it if you like what I'm doing, if you could share zone based posts if you share this podcast with your friends share it with the enemies i don't know why you would but if you and your enemies share links with each other share that too uh just share it all out let people see what i'm doing here i i, I don't have any ads i don't have any any uh funding or whatever I do this for fun this is something i like i said i feel like we're doing this together this is a sharing of hobbies and enjoying them together so i would just Like more eyes to see it so if you could share it i'd appreciate it thanks each and every one of you for listening um if you celebrate thanksgiving i hope you have a happy one and i'll see you guys next month thanks bye